I have the privilege to preach with my wife, and our topic is how can you find peace in a very, very hard time, actually. What I love about Christmas season, it's the best year of the, uh, season of the year, is because I'm, I'm growing up with five brothers and sisters. That means Christmas was always a big thing because I get so many Christmas gifts. Uh, and when I had to buy some gifts for my brothers and sisters, I had to think, what works for them? What could touch their heart? Because you don't just give something right. You think a little bit about the person, what could fit, what could work. And it takes a lot of time and energy, right? But God thought about you and me. And he thought, how can I bless you from heaven that you and me will find peace forever? And God is a master in terms of giving because Christmas is the biggest gift of all. Let's go into Isaiah chapter 6, 9, verse 6 and 7. And the Bible says, And he will be a counseled, wonderful counselor. God is my counselor. A mighty God. I need a mighty God. He is the everlasting father. For those people that don't have a father, God is your father. He is a prince of peace, of the greatness of his governance and peace. There will be no end. God is saying, when Jesus Christ is coming on earth, he will give you peace that lasts forever. And have you wondered why in the flipping world there is no peace at the moment? And you look in the year 2021, I will not say this was a peaceful year. Are you agree? I will say it was a horrible year. I mean, churches are divided and families are divided because COVID-19, some people are for COVID and some people are against COVID and some people for whatever you are, but it has divided the whole world into groups, right? But God is saying to us as brothers and sisters, when Jesus Christ is, comes from heaven, he will give us a peace and that peace will last forever. And that's why I love to share about peace. How can we find a lasting peace? It lasts forever. And I want to share this a little bit with this uh, Tupperware or Tupperware, however you call it, with the plastic. And let's go into Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. And the Bible says, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. So here is a Tupperware. This is you. Can you, can you find yourself here? Three hairs. You're looking awesome, beautiful, amazing. The Bible says the day you're receiving Jesus Christ, that means Jesus Christ lives inside of you. That means hope, peace, and joy is in you. No one can steal it unless you drop it. But you're not so stupid and do that, right? We are smart, international people, right? This is just one thing. Jesus Christ comes in me. But that's not all. In Colossians chapter 3, verse 3, the Bible says, For you died, sorry, it's a little bit a lot about dying, but and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Check out this Bible verse for a moment. Christ is hidden in God. This is me, Jesus is in me, and I am hidden in God. Christ, my old nature, my old life, my sinful nature, you cannot see it anymore. Is anyone in this building online, you are happy that your sins are forgiven? That your old flesh is hidden. You, you cannot see your old lifestyle anymore. Is there anyone, you're super excited? Yeah. 
Hey, come on. This is you. You cannot see anything anymore. But Christ is hidden in God. Hey, don't tell me you have a big problem. I tell you, you have a lot of Tupperwares. You are over Tupperware in your life. That means the presence of God is stronger and more in your life than you ever can think or imagine. And I love this illustration because it's so simple and so new. It gives me the picture. Ah, the Prince of Peace, God Almighty, dwells in me. I am hidden in Christ and God is my foundation. And this is how I fight my battles. How? This? This is how I fight my battles. Whatever happens in your life, whatever comes across your life, I am so safe because God Almighty is actually my foundation helps my life together. And this is the reason why peace is the big thing for us Christians. Even though if you're living in a rock and roll season, God is my foundation. I know you say, Pastor Leo, an amazing prop, an amazing illustration. But why in the world I have some fights? Why in the world I'm going to seasons? I don't get it. I don't understand. Why in the world still I feel there is an enemy and the enemy tries to rob my joy and my peace? Why in the world is that so? Thanks for asking me this question. Because this is a very important question because the moment you're receiving Jesus Christ, you have a new enemy. And the devil will not say, oh, I'm so glad for you. You are surrounded by Tupperware. Oh, I'm so happy. No, the devil will do everything in his power to stop the joy and the peace of God. How, you know, how does it happen? The first attack was in heaven. God created all the angels, Seraphim, Cherubim, and also Archangel Lucifer. And Lucifer, in the beginning, was a worship leader. Like, kumbaya, my Lord, kumbaya, kumbaya, my Lord, kumbaya. He was a worship leader, an amazing musician, an amazing singer, an amazing leader. Even by the angels, God gave them uniqueness. The first sin doesn't start with Adam and Eve with the gala apple. The first sin started right in heaven that Lucifer said to God, I want to have your anointing. I want to be like you. Jealousy is the attack number one from the enemy and from the devil. Is there anyone in the spirit who say, oh, I don't know about the word jealousy. We know what jealousy is all about. We sometimes struggle, we fight, even though as Christians, it doesn't matter how big your ministry is. Sometimes we are challenged in that topic. And the first attack is jealousy in Heaven. That's my point number one. Embrace your uniqueness and don't be jealous. I know you heard that slogan 100 million times. But here's the point. You always find someone who has exactly what you want. You always find someone who has exactly what you want. In the beginning of the story of Christmas when we recorded the, the episode, my wife, she stole my electro scooter. And as you can see in the clip, I was not happy. Und jetzt geht's so richtig los. Yeah! Was machst du? 
It's not funny. It's not my color. I have a Harley Davidson, a black one. This is purple rain, purple rain. I don't like it. You always find someone who steals what you think belongs to you, right? But there's also someone in your life who does certain things better yet than you can do it. And here's my wife. I see her with the electric scooter. Check this out there. Wow, with a light. It's my... Ooh, what's happened? Come on, it's the, it's the ramp. What's come up? You're stuck? Oh, I'm so sorry. Come on, it's, it's easy. You, you can do it. You are a, a woman. What's happened? Why you cannot? Why not? I'm too afraid. I'm really afraid. I'm really serious. It's too stiff. It's too slippery. I don't have the right shoes. And with the skirt and everything, I cannot make it on the stage. I know that people think, oh, come on, this is because of the church celebration, the online millions and billions of people are watching. No, yes, it's really true. I know her. You quit uh, with, uh, with the Harley Davidson because it's too fast, because it goes up and down your feet. But you know, there's always someone in your life who can do things better than you can do. Check this out. For me, it's easy. I have the microphone and I go up. Yeah, look, check this out. Yeah, I can oh, almost. Hey, yeah, yeah, you see it? Oh, break. Woo! Yeah, come on. I can do it. Right? Applause for Pastor Leo! So you... you... I could never do that. I would be so afraid doing that. No, here it's, uh, it's maybe a little bit funny for you guys, but this is actually very deep because I'm a pastor and I'm leading a small group. I have a lot of friends. And I think, figured out that jealousy and envy... It's not something you receive in Christ done forever. You are baptized, you're coming up, you're a new person, and jealousy is never an issue anymore. Unfortunately, it's not the case. We're struggling, we fight. And there are three keys, very simple keys. Please write it down. How you can overcome jealousy in your life. And Pastor Sana, let's share these three simple, amazing points. Yeah, the first point is see your life from God's perspective. We are tempted so often in our lives to just focus on what is not good, what we cannot do. Like when I will focus on that, I couldn't go up this ramp and, and drive on the stage. But Leo does. And if I only focus on that, and maybe you know that, you have maybe far more important things that you cannot do. And sometimes we feel our lives full of this minus full of limitations, full of things we don't have, we cannot do. And when we focus on what we don't have and what we cannot do, we are the same like Adam and Eve in a paradise. The devil was able to make them focus only on this only one tree with, that, with these only one fruits. And they couldn't see the X thousand other trees. They couldn't see the X thousand other fruits anymore because the devil could make them focus only on the minus, only on the things they couldn't have in their own lives. And this is a, a devil focus. This is a devil attitude if we only focus on what we don't have. But let's make it different. Let's make it 
that we see on these things in our lives from a godly perspective and we start to look at these things we have, we can, we are able to do and let's shift it. Let's shift it. Leo, what did you do? Oh, it works, it works, it works. So we have so many things and so many God-given abilities. And let's focus on these things. Let's start to, to not only see the God's perspective from our lives, but also to write down our God-given uniqueness. Have you ever done that? Have you ever thought about your, your, your own uniqueness, your divine fingerprint from God in your life? You have things that distinguish you from others. You have abilities only you have. You, have. you are a masterpiece. You have abilities only God puts into your life, his divine fingerprint on your, on your life. And when we start to think about that, to focus about that, then we see a lot of pluses in our lives. And not only that, but when we start to focus on what God has given us unique abilities and we put it together, then the kingdom of God gets a power you have never seen before. When we put it together, our God-given abilities, and maybe your ability, your God-given gift isn't as obvious as standing on stage. Maybe You have to think about it a little bit longer or to ponder and search what is it, what makes myself unique, but write it down and then live it out as hard as you can. Because each and every one has a fingerprint, a divine fingerprint of God on our lives. This is the second point. Write down your God-given uniqueness. And then the third one is speak about your inner battles. We hear all the time people saying, oh, you know, pastor, that's fine. Me and God, that's enough. I don't need a church. I don't need a small group. I don't need friends. I'm fine. I can do it my own. I can experience everything from home. That's right. But if you are in a battle like jealousy, you also fight alone. So, It's so important to have trustworthy friends where you can speak about your inner battles. It's so important. We wouldn't speak to anyone about our battles, but maybe one, two trustworthy friends we can speak up because what we can speak about loses the power over our lives. What we can bring into the light loses the power because if we don't speak about jealousy, if we don't lose the power of jealousy, jealousy will always have power over us. And that's why it's so important not only to see our lives from God's perspective, not only to write down our uniqueness, but also to speak about our inner battles and fight not alone, but fight together with trustworthy friends. You know, Pastor Son, the reason is, and here's the point, when God has given you a gift and a talent and a dream, we have the longing to achieve something, right? I don't know, I don't know any songwriter. I don't know, know any book writer. I don't know any boss who leads a company and say, I am happy not being successful. No. 
We want to change the world. God has given us that DNA to change the world. And that's why a little bit of competitive spirit is already in us. And sometimes like a contradiction. Because if you want to change the world, you're looking around what other people are doing a little bit better. And that's why jealousy is always a battle and a fight. Because we want to do something. We want to achieve something. And that's why I need personally a small group, some friends around my life where I can be really honest. Say, hey, this guy or that book or that pastor... Yeah, it does something in me. Yes, I know I have anointing, but still, that does something in me because they have a side, they have a stage, whatever they have, I want to have the same. And there we have to be really honest because if you're honest, you, you break the power of jealousy in your life. And you're in a position with, to humble yourself with your friends. That's always the beginning of a new level in your life. Are you agree? Here's the thing, God resists the devil, actually, the Lucifer in heaven. He kicked him out from heaven. And this is theologically very important. When God kicked Lucifer out from heaven, where is his playground now? The playground of the devil is this earth. And the next thing what he attacked was Jesus Christ by himself. With God, he wasn't successful, but now Jesus Christ was in the desert for 40 days and nights before he started his ministry of healing, bringing people to the kingdom of God. He was fasting and praying for his new ministry. And the Bible says he was weak and he was tired. The devil will never attack you when you are in a small group. The devil will never attack you right now. He always comes standing in a season when you are in a desert and you feel far away from God Almighty. You're going through a rough season and you think, God, where are you? And the devil sneaked in and said, Jesus, are you really sure? Are you, I mean, I've just a question. I said, it's just, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just a very simple, neutral Swiss question. Are you really sure that God is faithful? The devil is not doubting about you. He doubts about your God, about the values, about the foundation. And here's my point. Everyone goes to a season in your life, to a desert. And in the desert season, you don't praise God for what God does. Because you don't see the signs and miracles in that season, Right? In a desert season, you don't see God's hand is moving. No, it's not moving. You're the only one who are tired and weak in the desert. But in a desert season, you don't praise God for what God does. You praise God for what he is. He is faithful. God comes to the end in every season of your life. Can you write this down? You praise God for what he is. Is, he is my friend. He is my shepherd. He is my foundation. He is my healing power. He is my joy. The strength of the power of the Lord is my joy. This is my foundation. Hey, I think everyone goes to a season like that. Can you imagine? God will not say, oh, Jesus, I brought you so far from heaven. Huh, now it's your problem. Often people think, God has led you 20 years in your marriage, and now God is saying, oh, it's not my problem anymore. Work it out. It's your problem. It's not my problem anymore. Can you imagine? God will not send Jesus Christ from heaven 
down to earth, born to a virgin couple who's not even married, who's not even had sex before. They cannot find a place to deliver Jesus Christ. And then they had to run away to Egypt to hide for Herodos. And then when he was baptized, heaven goes open. He hears the Holy Spirit talking. And now Jesus is in the desert after 30 years. And God is saying, oh, I led you to amazing ways the last 30 years. But now, woo, it's your problem. This is often what people think. This is often what people say to me. Where is God in my marriage? Where is God in the COVID? COVID is still here and COVID is here as well. But God was before COVID and will be even though after COVID. Amen? Right? Amen? God will not let you so far. And now he's saying, oh, I'm sorry. I lost the control. But there the devil sneaks in. I don't praise God in that moment for what God does. I cannot see God's moving hand. But I can see God is still with me. I want to share your story. When God gives you a promise, when God gives you a prophetic word, he knows how we do it. Um, around, I don't know, maybe 25 years ago or even longer, a guy from Brazil came to Zurich and he prophesied over me and said, Pastor Leo, you will preach around the world. I see all the flags from all the world. You have a worldwide ministry. I said, thank you so much. I'm not even able to speak English. <laughs> That's the funny thing. God gives you prophetic words. You say, oh, <laughs> how in the world? Then I had to learn English, and now it's awesome. Now I'm fast and awesome, or awesome and fast, whatever. But the guy said to me as well, I never shared that to you guys because I'm a Swiss guy. Swiss people are very humble. Mm -hmm. My name is Bigger, humble. He said to me, one day you will preach to more than one million people. The number one million is for a Swiss guy. Huge like America, like Asia, India. One million is for Swiss people too go big. I never said anything. But then came COVID a year, 18 months ago in March. We could not have our church celebrations. People are complaining about the mask, with mask, no mask, vaccination, yes, no. People are always complaining at the moment. And for us as a church, we were on, in a shock because... We felt like a desert moment as a church, as a leadership. Where is God in all of this? And the only option we had was the camera. And we recorded everything properly, shoot it to YouTube. And I want to show you a praise report that God has fulfilled a prophetic word 25 years later, but different than I thought. This message on YouTube, what comes after COVID, is 1.17 million clicks. And clicks means people. <laughs> Do you think that God brought us to church so far? In the COVID season, oh, I'm so sorry. Now it's your problem. It's not my virus. So that when the virus is over in 10 years, I'm coming back. Now, in the biggest desert, God will do amazing things. You are one step before a breakthrough. Because after the desert, Jesus was healing the people. The blind could see, the lame could walk, the dead will raise. That means don't stop in a desert. Believe that God is still in the lead. Come on. 
In closing, he could not be successful with God, God kicked him out from heaven. And now the devil will attack you and me. Check this out, you and me, how in the world he will do it. I want to read it to you in Revelation chapter 12, verse 10. For the accuser of our brothers and sisters who accuses them before our God day and night has been hurled down. The devil attacks you and me all the time. A lot of people, they're walking around with shame. You know I am forgiven. I'm baptized and I'm loving Christ. I'm forgiven, but still some shame issues in you. I want to share with you what the devil does, actually. When we do something wrong, even though if you're Christian, what the devil does, he accuses you with a finger like this. I saw what you did yesterday. Oh, you were watching Netflix, but not chosen. Not the love romantic movie with... It was more like an erotic things where people were super naked. <laughs> also, porn. I saw it. And the devil will always point the finger on you and say, I saw it. You know what God does when, gives, when he gives us a revelation? God will say, hey, I saw what you did yesterday. You were watching not a very healthy thing. He gives you revelation, but then he says, take my hand. I will help you to overcome that area. It's a big difference. This is punishment, guilt. This is help. What the devil does all the time, he brings some shame on you. I want to close with a story. I met a guy a week ago. I popped in and... And he told me, he shared me the story, he, he was married, he had some kids, and his wife left him. And they're going to a divorce. And he's in a small church with 400 people and say, I, I cannot go to the church anymore. I said, why? Everyone is talking about our marriage, and everyone thinks I'm a loser. Have you ever heard stories like this? I said, Really? You went to the church and you asked every single one that they know your story? He said, no, of course, but now comes it. I can feel it that everyone thinks too much feeling, too much thinking. It's not everyone knows what you have done. Hallelujah, it's not everyone. But the devil thinks everyone knows what you did and everything talks and everything knows. And then what happens, he's not going to church anymore. Because everyone in the church knows what he did. And even if everyone knows what he did, church is never a place with perfect people. The moment you stepped out, you messed our church. Church is a place of not perfect people. But we believe a perfect God is here. That's church. What the devil has forgotten is, the small Tupperware, Christ the Savior dwells in me. He has forgiven me all my sins and failure. That's why I can find peace and there's always a new beginning.
Christ lives in me and I am hidden in Christ and Christ is in God and this is how I fight my battles. Let's give God for that an amazing applause. Come on church, come on church online, microchurches. In closing, I would love to pray a prayer with you guys. When I was 18 years old, I received Jesus Christ in my life, that he will be the center of everything, whatever happens, he's in me. And maybe you have never given your life to Christ, or maybe you are struggling in your faith, and you're not sure if you die today, if you really be, be with God. And I think sometimes it's very important just to make a decision for the very first time or again, to receive Christ as your Savior, as the center of your life. Can we close our eyes for a moment, online and the loft and all over? And I pray with you guys and say, Dear Jesus, thank you so much for my unique life. Please forgive me all my sins and failures. I receive your forgiveness. I make you as my Lord and Savior. Be the center of my life. Please lead me and guide me. Bless me and protect me. I want to be yours forever. The Bible says when you pray this prayer, you're forgiven. Your, life, your, law, your name is written in the book of life. You belong to the family of God. Welcome home. Hey, thanks for watching. Hey, our passion for people is that we see them grow in their relationship with Jesus, live fearlessly and influence their people and the surrounding in a positive way. And if you would like to be part of that vision, we thank you so much for your financial support because that would make it possible. I hope that this message spoke to you really. And if you don't have subscribed to our channel, please do this. And it's always a big blessing. Maybe you know some people in your neighborhood or in your friendship say that podcast could be a very well cool thing just share the link because it's pretty pretty easy and I'm looking forward to see you again tune in and God bless you and see you soon bye bye